You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 26, season 7, it's your man Ida, back again. <sighs> After another Hawks loss. Yes, the Atlanta Hawks lose to the New York Knicks, um, one twenty-three to one twelve tonight. A we'll, I guess we'll just call this podcast the Julius Randle game. Julius Randle goes off, loses his mind, and has the game of I don't know if that was a career high, but forty-four points for the man, fourteen of twenty-two shooting. And before I get into anything, man, I I really I'm trying to make sense of all this, trying to make sense of it. And I think there may be maybe there is no sense to be made of this. I'm rewatching the fourth quarter. I've been looking at these fourth quarter stats and trying to make sense of it, trying to make sense of it and just figure out how things shook up the way they shook up. Hawks had a chance to win this game. I'm looking at it right now. They're only down by two with three minutes and 45 seconds left. Three minutes and 45 seconds left. Um, it seemed like even when the even when the Hawks played good defense and even when the ball was supposed to bounce their way, 
like right now, quickly shoots up a three. He misses it, bounces off of three people. The Knicks get the ball back. Cam always gets a steal. It 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 goes into a Knicks fan. I mean, a Knicks uh, player. They shoot it out to Randall, who makes a wide. I mean, not a wide. Well, he hits he hits three at the top of the key. I mean, there's so many things that you just want answers to. And again, you simply don't have the answers. And so just like that, instead of only being up by two, now they're up by five. Um, It just seemed like the big moments the Hawks are unable to produce. Every single night, you get outshot. You get outshot every single night. You don't have the luxury when you have Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Gallinari, when you have guys who play terrible defense like that, you do not have the option to get out shot. You simply don't have that option. And, like, you're seeing the fruits of, of the labor. You're seeing all of these things go down because not only you're not good defensively, you're not even playing good offensively. We'll get, in, we'll, we'll get into the fourth quarter and everything, but clearly fourth quarter numbers – Trey Young 0 for 4, John Collins 0 for 1. There's two schools of thought here. You can blame Coach Pierce and ask why aren't these guys getting the shots they need? Maybe they need to scheme more for these two guys. Or you can be of the mindset of these guys are pros and they need to figure it out and they need to be more aggressive. Trey's the point guard. Everything flows through him. Um, and then, you know, I guess there is I guess there is a third school of thought, maybe being the nuance and saying that, you know, they just have to stay within the offense. And they took the shots that were given to them. The shots that were given to them were Cam Reddish, five shots in the fourth quarter. Clint Capella, five shots in the fourth quarter. Kevin Herter, five shots. Cam was two for five, Clint three for five, Herder was one for five. Not necessarily bad, but as a team, you go eight for 23, which is 34%. Knicks go nine for 20, which is 45%. You shoot, you put up 10 threes, you make four of them, which isn't bad, which is not bad. Like, you're not shooting the ball bad, but if you're shooting 40%, you damn sure can't give up five of eight from the Knicks when they shoot 62%. And they went to the line six times. You went to the line twice. And that, my friend, is the difference in the game. Fourth quarter execution. Fourth quarter execution. And now, and again, I've been staring at these numbers like trying to make sense of it. And I want to play a sound. I want to play some sound for you. And let me actually, let me cue that up. Let me go ahead and cue that up. I want to hear uh, some sound from Lloyd that was I thought was very interesting. One of the reporters asked him about the discrepancy between Trey Young and John Collins not getting the fourth quarter shots off. Like, what is the deal? What's the problem? And uh, here's a little bit about what Lloyd had to say about that. I thought it was a good kind of a back and forth. And it made me think a little bit. So let me play that for you. do not score in the fourth quarter. Can you talk about how that happened? Yeah, they, they 
I don't know. They, they didn't make any shots. I, I thought uh, I thought we got clean looks. Um, I, I can't really say how you missed the shot. Uh, Trey had a couple opportunities. Uh, you know, John had a couple opportunities. When we say the moments we need to have come our way, you know, they made big, big shots down the stretch, and and we we really didn't when we were going back and forth. And each time you you think of it, it's just. You know, how do you score? How do you make some of those plays? How do you convert? You know, Clint misses the lob at the rim. Good luck, good opportunity. I thought it was just, for us, a, a culmination of it when we were playing good basketball. We have to have those type of moments. I don't care who's scoring. It, it's really can we score and can we create those moments for ourselves the way they did tonight. Do you think they necessarily took them out of the game and forced you to find other people? No, I mean, in all honesty, I would love for Kevin to shoot the shots that he had. He's, he's our, I think, highest three-point percentage shooter. Um, you know, I think if you get caught playing a game where you're trying to get John and Trey the basketball and every team in the league knows you're trying to get John and Trey the basketball, it's probably going to be a little bit harder for that. And so open man, open man's got to be a guy that's there. And we got some clean looks. We got some open looks. Again, Clint missed a lob at the rim. Trey's attacking downhill. Uh, but it, it's going to be like that. They're they're going to throw defenses at us, and we have to be able to punish them. If we can't, you know, we'll, we'll be saying the same thing. We have to find ways to continue to punish whatever coverage comes our way, and that is going to be other guys having to step up. Thank you. I thought that was a good answer, and I'm going to tell you why I thought that was a good answer. I understand the idea of you can't force your your bread and butter guys to make shots. You can't force that to happen if it's not going to happen within the offense my problem with that is i don't know i mean because i i I see both sides of the nickel that's why i'm so conflicted i i see both sides of the nickel because at the end of the day guys look all of those guys are getting paid all of those get all those guys are getting paid they're getting paid handsomely open man gotta make the shot period open man gotta make the shot so while on one hand I understand open man got to make a shot, but on the other t- on the other hand, you you telling me that that's kind of the floor of the offense and you can't force things. I don't necessarily agree with that all one hundred percent because there's always nuance. Stockton and Malone made a a living, a career, a Hall of Fame career out of the pick and out of the pick and pop two man game. You know what I'm saying? Why are we not running, you know, Trey and John with the two-man pick and pop, the two-man slip screens that you run? Why are we not running those? I don't understand. And this is me just asking questions because I don't know if those plays are being called and they're just not running them. I don't know, like, what is going on. But I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle, and I'm not exactly sure of – I don't know. It just it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. And y'all know I'm not the biggest fire coach Pierce whenever you know they lose or whatever. But uh, open man got to make the shot. But I think there is something to getting your guys going because New York was able to get their guy going. Now in the fourth quarter, wasn't that much of a discrepancy. There wasn't that much of a discrepancy because in the fourth quarter, Julian Julius Randle only took four shots. He took four shots, guys. Trey Young took four shots. Trey Young missed all four of his shots. 
Julius Randle made three of his four shots. Julius Randle also went to the line four times. Trey Young didn't go to the line at all. John, John Collins took one shot. And if you look at the supporting cast, the Knicks supporting cast made shots. The Hawks supporting cast did not. Difference in the ballgame. That is the difference in the ballgame. We're going to take a quick break here from one of our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to get into the keys of the game and the brief recap. Stick around and listen to the Hawks Week Podcast, episode 26, season 7. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. What's up, folks? It's your boy Edel for the Hawks Beat Podcast. I want to share something that we are doing for the month of February. We are going to be giving away a small business advertising packet for free. Yes, we're going to give away advertising on our podcast, our website, our social media. And we want to connect with your small business or maybe it'd be somebody that you know. So here's what we need you to do. Connect with us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat. You can find us there. Let us know what small business you represent, and you will be entered into a drawing. Once we select a winner, uh, we'll partner with them and promote their business for the month of February for the brand cost of free. (laughs) It's free advertising. So look, connect with us on our social media. We look forward to hearing with you and possibly partnering with you for the month of February. Thanks. We'll see you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 26, season 7, recapping the Hawks' loss to the New York Knickerbockers. And um, <laughs> so I, I just tweeted this, and again, I'm, I'm re-watching the fourth quarter, so excuse me if I'm kind of going off uh, our, our, usual, our usual path, but just to show you how critical possessions are, in the fourth quarter, Hawks, uh, they get the lead down to, they get the lead, they're, they're down by five. They're down by five, right? And uh, it's under three minutes left. And let me tell you about the two possessions. So, Trey goes into the hole and tries to get a, lob, a lob to Capella and New Orleans Noel, which he did so well in this game. He disturbs the lob. He doesn't. You you don't get the lob because Noel uh, Noel is a pretty decent guy at stopping lobs, and that's what he does. So you don't get the lob with Capella, which results in a turnover. You're able to get a stop, thankfully, and then you come back down. Cam misses a three. Um, I mean, it's kind of a wide open three, but I personally, personally. I personally don't like to see Cam shooting threes. That's just me. That's just y'all get mad at me all you want. I personally don't like to see Cam shooting threes, especially in the fourth quarter. So you have a failed lob, and then you have a Cam three. Cam is shooting under thirty percent from three point line. Take a step in, get a higher percentage shot. That I mean, I know coaches don't coach like that nowadays, but that's what I would advise them to do. So you missed on those two offensive you missed on those two offensive plays, then they come down and RJ Barrett hits a three. So now because you've you've flopped on or you didn't take advantage of those two possessions, now you go from down five to down eight in under two and a half minutes. 
Do you see how big a swing that is in just two possessions? Like, valuing the possessions in a fourth quarter is key. Getting good shots are key. And not saying that these things are are bad because the pick and roll, I mean, it was high percentage. But, I mean, the and it's easier to say, like, of course, when it, when it doesn't work. But, you know, Noel have been knocking out those those lobs like all night, man. Like, I mean, the, the lobs weren't really, you know, it's whatever. It's just those nuances sometimes can make the difference between winning and losing. So let's take a look at our pregame keys. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, one thing that I do before the game is I try to give out some keys to the game. And after the game, I come back. Take a look and see how our keys went. All right, here are keys to the game for Hawks Knicks. We'll revisit these on podcast after the game. So if you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter at HawksBeat. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. First key, contain the X factors. Rose and quickly over the past few games, it has been the opposing, it hasn't been the opposing's best player. It's been the guys off the bench. Hawks have to find a way to not let these guys burn them. I thought they did a pretty good job on the on the bench guys. <laughs> so the funny part about this is I said going in, look, don't let the bench guys burn you. It hasn't even been the team's best player that's been killing you. It's been the bench guys. And the Hawks did a decent job on these guys. I mean, Derrick Rose had eight Quickly had 16, but, I mean, it wasn't like he was just, like, cooking, y'all. I mean, you know, I thought they did a decent guy, decent job on the X-Factor. I thought the rest of the team made shots when they had to make shots. Again, they shot better than the Hawks. They shot 50% from, uh, from three. They shot 50% from uh, field goal range. So, I mean, you just shot the ball really well. Push the tempo. Easiest way to, to, to break out of a shooting slump is to get easy buckets. Play fast and try to get as many points in the paint as possible. I thought they played fast in one quarter. And that was the third quarter. I thought they played fast in the third quarter. I thought they went back and played slow, which is a Knicks type of game. The Knicks play. Knicks have like the slowest pace in like the league. If not the slowest, one of the slowest. So I thought they let the, the Knicks determine the tempo. I don't think they played fast at all. I thought that, again, I thought they played fast in the third quarter, but um and I don't think they settled for lazy threes. I think the threes were, were open looks. I mean I thought the threes were open looks. They just they weren't falling. Like the guys who took the majority of threes didn't make them. Like that's big. That's a big deal. Kevin Herter, one of nine. He's one of your best three point shooters. That can't happen, and you expect to win. The okay, here it is. Cam Reddish took eight threes. I, I don't want. I don't want to see that. Like I have. Like I mean. So I have no problem with Kevin taking the nine threes. But if you take a nine, Kevin, you got to make some of them. It, I, I don't like Cam taking eight. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. And he hit about what he's been shooting, 25%. I think on the season, he's at about 26% from three-point range. I don't like that. So, I mean, I don't know why people have all these analytics, but you still encourage your guys to shoot all these threes. 
and you hitting at like a 25% clip. So, yeah. Tempo, getting back to what we're talking about. Tempo, I think the Knicks, I think the Knicks determined the tempo tonight, except for the third quarter. Last but not least, closers close. I said last seven minutes of the game need to be Trey and JC time. We all know how that turned out. <laughs> I said sometimes your stars got to be stars. Sometimes your stars got to close. See Dame versus Luka last night. And if you guys didn't see last night, Dame took the big shot toward the end of the game. And his team won. You a star? You want to be a star? You want folks to vote for you in the All-Star game? You want all the lights? You want all the money? You want the fat contract? Get it done. Like, I, I like. Uh, see, I, I'm built a little bit different. See, and again, there, there's two schools of thoughts. You can look at it and think it's a schematic problem. You can look at it from a, from a scheme standpoint and say, hey, man, well, shoot, coach ain't drawing up no plays for us, man. So, shoot, <laughs> I can't wait till we get this guy out of No, you're the point guard, you know. John, you're the leader of this team. Y'all need to make plays happen. I don't care what Lloyd calls. Like, do you think LeBron is standing there waiting for Frank Vogel to draw up a play for him? Nah. Players got to play, dog. Like, I mean, and that and that's my school of thought. Now, some of y'all think that Lloyd needs to scheme and he needs to draw up plays for these guys. I don't. And we can agree to disagree, but I just don't see it that way. So, yeah. Let's go back and recap this game. And it's really, we'll, we'll breeze through this because the game didn't really start into the fourth quarter. Um, but <clears throat> it is it is important to note how the game started. Um, and, and it didn't start good for the Hawks. The, uh, the Knicks put up 39 in the first quarter. Thanks to 17 points from Julius Randle. 7 of 8 from, from the field. 3 of 4 from downtown. The Knicks as a team were shooting 68% from the field. And shot 6 of 8 from downtown. For those keeping track, that is 75% from 3. Shooting numbers like that uh, most times are not sustainable. But... You go into the second quarter at with a deficit. But luckily for you, second quarter, you play some really good basketball. You play some really good basketball. I, I thought that, I said earlier that I thought the pace was good in the third quarter. I thought the pace was good in the second quarter as well. thought they started to run a little bit. Cam was getting out and running. Uh, you outscore them 35-27 to 27 in that quarter. And um, I thought, thought it was probably one of their best quarters. I think Trey... Uh, Trey had 11 points that quarter. I thought he was aggressive and uh, went to the line six times in that quarter. And the thing is, and again, I'm trying to wrap my mind and trying to understand how is it that you can put up 11 points in the second quarter, but come the fourth quarter, it just it just seems like that aggression isn't there. It just seems like that aggression isn't there. And I brought this point up to somebody I was, I was talking to on Twitter. I'm like, I'm wondering if it is a fatigue factor. Trey played 40 minutes tonight. And I know Hawks Twitter hates when Trey goes to the bench. 
I know it hates when it goes to the bench, but we need to really start having some conversations about how much energy he's expending. And does he have the energy to close out these games? Like, that is a real conversation that needs to be had. And I don't think that that's been looked at enough. But uh, maybe on the next podcast, I'll look at Trey's minutes per game and see how he fares with the rest of the league. But so um, you managed to cut into the lead. And it's funny because I, I said that. Who do we blame? Now, it's easy when the Hawks go down 15 and then you, you get all the tweets, the angry tweets. But who do we who do we give credit to when they cut into the lead? Or, or they, they make up the deficit because they were down by 16. Then they cut into it and they actually went into the half only down by three, only down by three. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like, who do we give the credit to? Do we give the credit to the people we were we were fussing at uh, when they were down 15? Or how, how is this supposed to work? <laughs> I thought in the third quarter it was pretty even uh, for the most part. Um, trade the Hawks actually came out. Uh, scored the first seven points of the third quarter, man. Came out gang with gangbusters, kind of. But uh, towards the middle of the third, New York went on a huge run. I don't know if it was like 14-2 to two or whatever the case may be, but um, they ended up kind of drawing even in that quarter. The Knicks actually won that quarter 29-27. to 27. But uh, big quarter that for, for uh, not for Trey, for, for Randall, he gets going again. And he puts up 12 points in that quarter. And, uh, again, it's like the guy just had it going tonight. He had it going. Uh, four of seven tonight in the third quarter for, for Randall. And, uh, I mean, he was just a force tonight. Uh, Trey and John were good in the third quarter. They both had seven. You know, you like to see that. And then it came down to when the game really started. I thought the fourth quarter, it was back and forth. And again, like I mentioned earlier, up until the three-minute mark, this was like a three-point, five-point game, you know, back and forth. I think the Hawks even led for a, 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 a time in the fourth quarter. But when it came down to it, it simply was the Knicks making shots in that fourth quarter and the Hawks not making shots. The Knicks uh, got 11 points from Julius Randle in that fourth quarter. And um, who was the Hawks high man in the fourth quarter? Guess. Nope, guess again. (laughs) Clint Capella. Clint Capella was your leading scorer in the fourth quarter. Um, Clint Capella had six. Gallinari had five. Cam Reddish had five. Herter had three. And Trey Young and John Collins had zero. Oh, and, and Skylar Mays had three. Shout out to Skylar Mays. I thought he gave great energy tonight. Uh, I saw some people were upset with the fact that they took Skylar out in the fourth quarter. But they didn't realize that the guy they took him out for was Trey Young. So, like, and, and, and I know that he was playing good and he gave you good minutes, but... You know, he's still not to a place where you're still going to play him over guys who are. You're not going to play him over Cam Reddish. Not if you don't have to. And on the wing, like, you're not going to play him over Trey. You're not going to play him over Kevin. So, like, what is your complaint? I I, I don't get it. Some folks just want to complain to complain. So, it is what it is. Thought that Skylar Mays gave him good minutes tonight. But to me. Fourth quarter came down to that those, those last five minutes 
where you had opportunities and you didn't make them for whatever for whatever for whatever you believe is the case whether you believe it is coach Pierce holding Trey and John back that's your opinion you can believe that or if you believe that Trey and John aren't being as aggressive as they need to be in the fourth quarter you can believe that too but the reality of the situation is they didn't get it done they didn't get it done as a team so you can you I mean everybody from Travis Slink on on down to the bottom is going to have to take, dip their toe in this loss because <laughs> everybody I mean everyone is, everyone is held liable to an extent. There's there's various degrees of blame to go around, but I mean that's kind of just how it is. So uh, we're going to take another quick break here from one of our sponsors. On the other side, we're going to wrap things up with the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Fab Five and the player of the game, which is going to be kind of hard tonight, but we'll have to dig deep and see what we can come up with. <laughs> you listen to the Hawksby Podcast, episode 26, season 7. It's your man, E Dub. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Final segment of the Hawksby Podcast, episode 26. Um, I said I was going to do a little digging on uh, Trey's minutes. Uh, Trey is actually ranked 15th in the NBA in minutes per game, averaging about 34.4 minutes a game. Tonight he played around 40. So the idea of him possibly being tired, I, I don't know. Like, to me, he just looks passive. And for a guy that wants to win, I know he wants to win. Um, it just didn't seem he didn't have that pop. Like, I'm, re- I'm, I'm literally watching the game right now. He didn't have that pop that he had in the third, that he had in the second. So, I don't know if it's frustration, but for whatever, for whatever reason, he was passive in that fourth quarter. He was passive. He wasn't trying to get to the line. He wasn't pushing the ball. Um, and you know what? I'm actually going to record this, and I'm going to watch it again. But that's what I see, man. Like, that's what I see. Um from Trey tonight he was just passive and I don't know why but he was um all right so let's get into the good the bad and the ugly we'll do our fab five and we'll do our player of the game so tonight the good to me was obvious well it's not obvious but to me uh the good tonight was one Mr. Skylar Mays man Skylar Mays is a good story two-way kid it's always good to see him play well. Um, he's earning minutes. Uh, the Hawks are so desperate on the wing possession position. Uh, it was good to see him get in there. He played 14 minutes, and they were good minutes. He wasn't just out there running around, dribbling up and passing to the forward. No, nah, my guy was, was explosive. 11 points. He was aggressive. That's what I want to see. Um, yeah, I mean... Kudos to the kid tonight, man. 11 points on 14 minutes. And, uh, you know, kudos. I, I like to see it. I think he deserves more minutes. Deserves more minutes. And uh, he, to me, he, he's just a good story. And to me, he was the good for tonight. The bad. What was the bad for tonight? <laughs> oh, the bad for me. I'm going to have to go with Kevin Herter and Cam Reddish. The three-point shooting of those two. That was the bad to me for tonight. 
Um, you always pull for Kev. I always, I, I still love to see him shoot, and every time he shoots, I feel like it's going in. I don't feel the same for Cam, but between the two of them, they put up 17 threes, and they made three of them. I mean, so you don't you don't tell a guy like Kevin Herter not to shoot open threes, you know. But he, there was obviously something wrong with him tonight because he he the shots weren't falling. He he had one wide open layup that he didn't even take. Uh, he ended up throwing the ball away because he tried to force it into Capella. Uh, he wasn't good defensively. Um, just wasn't a good game for Kevin Herter tonight. And Cam Reddish, I mean, I thought. Overall, I thought Cam played decent, but the two for eight for the threes, like the threes that he missed, were at such crucial times. They were at such crucial times, and they just, I mean, you just sucks the air out of your team. It's like every time he shoots a three, I just feel so, like, I just feel like it's not going in. Um, so to me, that was the bad. That was the bad. The ugly, again, <clears throat> You can say it's the fourth quarter. You can say it's another loss, but the fourth quarter, your stars got to be your stars. Your stars have to be your stars. I don't think Lloyd is drawing up plays to, let me not say that. I don't know. I don't know what, what they're being told to run in the offense. I know that a lot of teams run the ball, run their offense and their offense is predicated on ball movement. You move the ball around, you get the open shot. A lot of those guys had open shots. But you're when you're down DeAndre Hunter, you're down Bogey, you're down all of these guys, you do not have the luxury to miss shots in the manner that you are currently missing shots. You do not have the luxury to uh, play bad defense and get out shot. You can't do both. You can play bad defense, but you better damn well hit them ball. You better you make shots, and they didn't do they didn't do either. I thought tonight. So, Hawks fall to the Knicks, still holding on to that tenth spot. Things aren't over as far as the season is concerned, but they're definitely trending in a bad direction. They're definitely trending in a bad direction. Um, so let's go into Fab Five. Who's the Fab Five for tonight? If you are new to the podcast, five five is just me just going in, taking a look and seeing who the best five were for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with my guy, man, Skylar Mays. I thought he made the top five tonight. I thought that he was. I thought he brought some good energy. Eleven points in fourteen minutes. I'll go ahead and throw. I'll throw Skylar in there tonight. I'll throw Skylar in there tonight. Thought it was good. Um, Troy Young, 23 points, 8 assists, even though he didn't really close the way I wanted him to. Uh, I got him in the 5-5. Clint Capella, 15 points, 18 rebounds. No one's talking about that 18 rebounds, even though they lost. Uh, (laughs) I thought he was good. Uh, I thought he he missed a couple bunnies tonight, though. I thought he should have had about 20, like, you know, 20, 22. Uh, Missed a couple bunnies tonight. But, uh... Look, man, yeah, we pulled out 18 boards, man. I don't have nothing bad to say about you. So, um, we'll go with Clint. Thought John had a good night, 19 points, four rebounds. John was stupid efficient, 8 of 14. You're making almost 60% of your shots. 
I need you shooting the ball in the fourth quarter. I need you yelling at your point guard to tell him to get you the ball. I need you yelling at Tra- I need you yelling at Coach Pierce. Like where where's the umph? You know what I'm saying? Like where's the umph in this team? You know, somebody's got to just make shots, and you know, someone's got to somebody's got to do it. But um, so we go with Skyler, we go with Trey, Capella. <sighs> Reddish or Gallinari? Who should be the fifth guy, guys? Reddish or Gallinari? <laughs> I'm going to go Reddish. I'm going to go Reddish. I thought he had a decent game outside of some of those threes he took in the fourth quarter. So uh, that's my Fab Five for tonight. Skylar Mays, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, John Collins, and Clint Capella. And my player of the game tonight is... I always give a player of the game. You guys always... <sighs> I'm not going to get one tonight. I know, I know, I know. I always get one. I always get one, but I'm not going to get one tonight, man. There wasn't nobody that I feel that deserve, is deserving of a player of the game tonight. So, nah, I'm just going to hold it for tonight. We'll see in Boston if somebody comes out. But, nah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll do it for a player of the game. Good, bad, and ugly. And the Fab Five. Another piece of news that we were going to mention in the beginning, but we didn't. Um, John Collins. His name's been floated out there as far as possible trade scenarios. And you will see more of these as we get closer to the trade deadline. Um, uh, There was a report that the Hawks are asking for like a high-level lottery pick uh, if you want to do business with the Hawks. And look, there's nothing new to hear. There's nothing new to see here. There's nothing new to really report even. Um, you're going to see this a lot more towards the trade, you know, toward the trade deadline. And um, this is just what GMs do. Not saying that they're going to trade them. Not saying that they're not going to trade them. But Travis is, is definitely going to listen. He's definitely going to pick up the phone if you call. He's definitely going to pick up the phone if he calls. And I mean, he's just going to do his due diligence, man. So we'll follow this story. We'll follow all these rumors and stuff but again until something happens uh it's just a rumor and just kind of noise so that is it we'll keep you updated as we hear more as well as any new entry news that we may hear as well so ladies and gentlemen this has been the hawksby podcast episode 26 of season 7 i'm your man edub thank you for checking us out as usual we appreciate the, the retweets and reshares and like we always say God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.